In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Then God separated the water and the sky. He formed the seas and the land. Then he covered the land with trees and plants. filled the world with all the creatures of the sea. Of the air. And all the creatures of the ground. And then... He made us. Well, praise the Lord. Can you say amen? This morning's service and sermon is entitled Ex Nilo, and uh, I'm, I'm so excited about this word today that God put in my heart. Uh, the sermon notes are available on your, on your app. Isn't that great? So if you do have the app on your phone, uh, you can follow with us. There are some missing words that you can put in there. But this morning, I want to just share this word with you. And then I also want you to hashtag the words, something out of nothing. Would you do that? Maybe you can take a picture of the screen or something. And let's flood uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and whatever other social media platform with a hashtag, something out of nothing. What do you mean by that, Pastor? I simply mean that God can make something out of nothing, and this is what this word is this morning. So, Father, I thank you for your word that comes to us today. I thank you that faith would rise in the hearts of men and women in this place. That just like you, God, we can create and make something out of nothing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Can you say amen? So let me just say quickly, uh, you know, immediately as we are saying these words, ex, ex nilo, which as you can hear is a Latin meaning, uh, I want you to know that it's going to clash with what uh, scientists have to say because by its very own definition, science is actually limited to the natural, to the observable, to what can be repeated, the repeatable, and the testable 
processes of life, okay? So that is science. The miracles that you see in Scripture, I want you to know, cannot be quantified. They cannot be formularized, and they are defined as miracles because miracles are supernatural, and there is nothing natural about them. Would you look at somebody and tell them miracles are supernatural? And there is nothing, absolutely nothing, natural about them. Hallelujah. But listen, of all the things that science can explain, the one thing that it cannot satisfactorily explain is, where did this universe come from? Where did this universe come from? Now, I want to just help scientists a little bit this morning. How many of you are ready to help scientists a little bit and all the educated people? And I'm not against education. I love science. I love uh, education. But I want to just help uh, scientists a little bit, really because of what is taught in the Scriptures. And the first thing that I want you to know is that, number one, there exists a spiritual realm. There what? There exists what? A spiritual realm, and it is a realm that we cannot see, but it is a realm that greatly influences us and by which we are affected. Number two, the second thing that I want you to know is that in the spiritual realm, it includes the existence of a God who is omnipotent, that's all-powerful, and a God who is omniscient, that is all-knowing. Can you say amen? The third thing that I want to tell you about this spiritual realm and about this God is that it is this God who is the creator and sustainer of the universe. Can you say amen? Now, when you look at the book of Genesis, and we'll be looking at Genesis 1-1 in just a moment, but when you look at the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis is also called the book of beginnings. It was written by Moses, and it is the first of five books that we would call the Pentateuch, the Pentateuch, all right? The first five books of the Bible, and it is the book of beginnings. Why? Because it explains the beginnings of the universe and the beginnings of you and I, the beginnings of mankind. So in Genesis 1-1, New King James Version, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to know, family, that before the physical universe existed, that there was nothing physical that existed. And once God, in His sovereign power, decided to create a physical universe, then it means that the universe came into being. And that is the simple meaning of Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This does not refer to the beginning of God because God has no beginning. And this probably also does not refer to the creation of the spiritual world wherein we find angels and even Satan and demons because when we get to Genesis chapter 3, we find that Satan is already there. He is an assumed foe. And so what I'm trying to tell you is that the Bible here clearly speaks of everything that we see around us on this earth and everything we've discovered in this universe as being created by the hand and power of God. 
If you look at various scriptures in, in the Bible, they will uh, affirm this. For example, in Job 38, verses 4 to 7, it says, Where were you? This is God speaking to Job. He says, Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. That's God like being sarcastic to Job. He says, or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Here we see a picture of the sons of God, which are the angels of God in heaven, who had already been created singing for joy when they began to see the physical creation of God in action. Hallelujah. You can look at the words of John in John 1, verses 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Can you say praise the Lord? Let's look at another scripture, Colossians 1 and verse 16. For by him all things were created that were, that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Hallelujah. So family, those of you that are in the different campuses, I want you to know that creation was brought into existence by God who worked beyond a nothingness. Ex nilo means to bring out of nothing, to bring something out of nothing. And when we talk about creational ex nihilo, it means that God created the world out of nothing. It means that God came from nowhere because there was nowhere for him to come from. And God stood on nothing because there was nothing for him to stand on. And God took nothing and flung it into the world and told it to stay there. And then he took a sun and put it into the sky. And he took the planets and caused them to circulate in a, in a, in a merry-go-round system almost. And so that they haven't to this very day collided because they are kept there by the word of his power. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, the amazing thing is that God formed the entire universe by his spoken word. Hallelujah. God formed the entire universe by his spoken word. God spoke and out of nothing he produced light and life. When you look in the first chapter of Genesis, you will see that ten times you will find the words, and God said, and God said, and God said ten times. And each time God spoke each time God spoke, something was created, something was formed, and something was made. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord this morning? Can you give me a bigger praise the Lord? God's Word. Listen, I'm here to tell you this morning, family, that God's Word is full of power. It is full of creative energy, and it is full of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And the thing is that when God speaks, His words carry out His very bidding. God's breath produces life. You know, the amazing thing is that you and I were created in the image of God. Look at somebody right now and tell them, you are created in the image and in the likeness of God. Genesis 1.27 will tell us. It says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them. And one of the ways in which this is true, you've heard me say this before, is that God is spirit. We are spirit. God is a speaking spirit, and you are a speaking spirit as well. Look at three people right now and tell them, I am a speaking spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what does that all mean, Pastor? I'll tell you what it means. It means that we too have the ability to speak words that when mixed with our belief system have the power to either create or destroy. Bump your neighbor and say, something out of nothing. Come on, you might be facing nothing today, but if you can just get God's Word in your heart and speak it out of your mouth, you can create something out of nothing. Why? I'm not saying you are God, but you are like God, made in the image of God. And just like God spoke something into nothing, whatever was in the nothing was shaped and formed by the Word that He spoke, by the power that was released, and God brought something out of nothing. Bump your neighbor and say something out of nothing. <laughs> Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Come on, in Phoenix, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Come on, in Hillcrest, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat of its fruit. Hallelujah. Now, let's bring some science into this, all right? How many of you remember when you were at school, you studied the atom, and they told you these were the smallest molecules that made up life, that made up matter? And within the atom, there was a nucleus, and then there was neutrons, neutrons and protons and electrons that were going around. And the more excited these atoms became, the more, uh, the more unstable that matter became. Amen? Well, in recent years, scientists have gone even further than an, an atom, than, a, than an electron, a proton, and a neutron. And they have gone through the various technologies, have been now able to discover smaller particles that we call quarks or leptons, all right? If you're into particle physics, you'll know what I'm talking about. And one of the things about these quarks and leptons is they are the smallest known particles in the universe that are thought to be the building blocks of all creation. Not too much is known about them, but basically a quark is actually a wave. They said it's a wave. And the closest description of that wave is a sound wave. So when we think about everything that was created ex nihilo, out of nothing, it means out of nothing, something was created by a sound wave that came out of the mouth of God. Hallelujah. In Genesis, God said and created the universe with a quark or a sound wave. 
or his spoken word. Now, when you look at Mark 11, verses 12, I'm going to read this very quickly for the sake of time. It says there, now the next day when they'd come out from Bethany, he, Jesus, was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And verse 14 says, in response, Jesus, Jesus spoke something into nothing. Hallelujah. He released a sound wave. Jesus said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. And then if you track with me to verse 20, it says, Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. You spoke and you released a quark. You released a sound wave. Something came out of your mouth. You cursed the tree and look what happened. And Jesus answered and said, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever, whoever means whoever. Are you sitting next to a whoever this morning? Bump your neighbor and say, I am a whoever. That's me. That's me. Look at somebody tell them, that's me. This Bible's talking about me. I am a whoever. In Phoenix, I am a whoever. In Galway, are you a whoever? Amen. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast and see and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. She will have whatever she says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I want to share some things with you quickly that I've gleaned from these verses. The first thing is this, that we are a faith based people. We are a faith-based people, which means that we operate from a belief system. We have the capacity to believe with our heart and then to release something out of our mouth that when it is mixed with the belief, with the faith that is in our heart, have the power, have the ability to create something out of nothing. Bump your neighbor and say, something out of nothing. The second thing that I want to tell you is that I am a faith person that has a faith covenant with a faith God. You've heard me say that many a times, and I will say it probably until I die and go to be with the Lord. But bump your neighbor and tell them, I am a faith person that has a faith covenant with a faith God. That tells me that most of what I encounter in life is sound-based. Most of what influences me and you is sound-based, all right? We are mostly influenced by sound than by anything else. That means in order for us to counter what we experience, we must produce the sound. In other words, what I'm saying to you is we have got to pay attention to what we are saying. Bump your neighbor and say, pay attention to what you are saying. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 12. But I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Hello? Anybody in this church this morning? 
Come on, this is for us. This is for all. This is Jesus speaking. This is not me speaking. Every idle word simply means every non-productive word. Non-productive words are words that you speak but you don't believe. Non-productive words are words that you speak but you don't believe. Thank God you don't believe them. Because sometimes we say things, well, you know, I'm just dying to go to Spain. <laughs> Had you really believed it, you would be dead and you'd be in heaven probably. <laughs> but you don't really believe that you want to die. It's just a figure of speech. All right? So those are non-productive words. But every time you say something like that, you know what's happening? You are numbing your heart. And you are making it difficult for your heart to believe the words that you are speaking so that when you do speak a productive word, your heart has a hard time connecting with that word so that it can create something out of nothing. Bump your neighbor and say something out of nothing. <laughs> we have the ability to speak words and believe in our hearts that what we say will come to pass. Am I talking to any church people here this morning? Is there anybody here that has a bit of faith that knows I have spoken a word into my nothing and out of my nothing, God Almighty caused something to come about. Bump your neighbor and say something out of nothing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our words have the ability to create something out of nothing. Can you say praise the Lord? Can you give me a better praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This scripture, I want to tell you, is not symbolical. God actually created everything with words. He spoke creation into existence, and the substance of his faith manifested into what we now can see. Hallelujah. If God can do that, and you are made in the image of God, imagine what your words are capable of doing. Imagine what you, what you have the power of creating. Hallelujah. And you have a choice. You can either create something that will bring life or you can create something that will bring death. Can you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands right now and say, Father, I thank you for your word that has come to me today. I am a faith person that has a faith covenant with a faith God. I can speak. I am a speaking spirit made in your image. And with the words that I speak, I have the ability of creating something good, something blessed, something highly favored, something that would lift your name. I have the ability of creating something out of nothing for your glory in Jesus' name. If you believe that, give the Lord a praise offering this morning. Hallelujah. With every head bowed, every eye closed right now. Here's what I want to tell you this morning, just by ending the sermon, which by the way, I'm going to finish tonight. And tonight, I'm going to give you a whole lot of promises that you can speak over your family, over your children. We're going to take this sermon and take it a, a little bit further. Amen. And I want you to come because it will build your faith. 
Listen, there's not much that you can look at in this world that will bring hope to you. You have to bring hope to the world. You have to bring hope in that dark place that you're finding yourself in. Everything round about us is crumbling. That is the nature of this world. So I need you to be here tonight. Why? Because you can. You have the ability of creating something good out of the nothing that you are surrounded by. Can you say amen? And I'm going to give you, you're going to be able to download a whole lot of promises for your family, your children, your finances, your marriages, whatever it is that you can have available on your sermon notes tonight. Can you say amen? But listen, I want you to understand something. If God can start with nothing in nature, it means He can do the same with a life. Some of us were rejects. Some of us were the most unlikely to succeed. People said you'd never amount to much. You'd never become anything. As a matter of fact, I'd shudder to think where I would be right now if I didn't have that encounter on the 14th of November, 1982, when we were in the Embassy Theater. What's the point, Pastor? The point is this, that God can make something out of nothing. Maybe, maybe you've been lied to. Maybe your life is a nothing this morning. And maybe you're saying, can anything good come out of Phoenix? Can anything good come out of Galway? Can anything good come out of Sydenham? Can anything good come out of Benella? Can anything good come out of Chatsworth? Can anything good come out of Nigeria? Can anything good come out of whatever country you're from? I want to tell you, absolutely, God can take a nothing and make something out of your life. Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy lie to you today. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. Maybe you were to your parents, but not to God. And I want to tell you today, God can make something out of the nothingness of your life. Don't allow the enemy to keep you in that place of entrapment, to keep you in that place of just being unfruitful. Wondering why you were created. Wondering why, why. You're better off taking your life. No, that's a lie from the pit of hell today. I want you to know that. Jesus died for your life. Jesus shed royal, sinless, holy blood. We're not talking about the blood of a chicken or the blood of a bull or the blood of a goat. We're talking about royal blood, holy blood that God shed for you. For the nothing that you might think you are, God specializes in making something out of nothing. He made something out of my life. He made something out of Mark's life. He made something out of Brother Vasu's life. There are thousands of people that we were nothing in this world, but God came in the nick of time. And God saved us. God stepped in and said, I think I can make something out of this nothing of life. You see, sin will keep you in that place of nothing and misery. Keep you in that place of condemn, condemnation and bondage. But when Jesus comes, there's freedom. There's liberty, man. <laughs> and this morning, I want to tell you, in Phoenix, in Hillcrest, in Galway, right here, you're watching by way of live stream. Whoever you are, God can take you, the nothing that you think you are the nothing that you've been made to believe you are. And He can make something out of your life. 
You have purpose. You have destiny today. But it takes God Almighty to be able to do that. Why? Because He paid the price for you and me on the cross. He died willingly, shed His blood, took all of our infirmities, took all of our weaknesses. He took on our sin nature. The Bible says, He who knew no sin was made to know your and my sin. So that today we could be the righteousness of God. We could come into the something that God has created for you and for me, for your life, for your marriage, for your business. With every head bowed right now, right across these four campuses. Nobody moving. I want you to know that God can make something out of nothing. I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about your future this morning. I'm talking about God Almighty who created the universe and is the sustainer, this omnipotent, all-powerful, all-knowing God, and yet is ready to have a personal one-on-one with you. He's ready to step into your life and supernaturally make something out of nothing. I believe that you are ready in this place. I believe across the four campuses, I believe across these airwaves, as this live stream is being broadcast, wherever you're at today, you say, but, but John, you don't know the mess that I'm in. You don't know. I just feel so embarrassed and ashamed. You will. You will. But God's love for you, sir, is greater. God's love for you is far greater. His love for you is far greater. And I feel right now that that love is coming at you like a mighty river. It's coming into your heart right now. Some of you are being overwhelmed by that love. I feel that love. And that is actually what God is. He is love. Somebody once asked the Lord, what is the meaning of of life? What is the meaning of life? And in this vision, Jesus just wrapped his arms around him and just began to love him. He said, that's the meaning of life. It's just my love for humanity. The willingness for my love to come into your heart. I believe that every person ought to respond, needs to respond, wants to respond to God's love, God's amazing love. You're ready for it right now. I'm going to count to three. And as we get to three, I want you just to slip your hand up as a sign for me to pray for you. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to ask you any questions. This is between you and God. And I feel like the Spirit of God is just working right now over hearts. Because why? Because ex nihilo, God can do something out of nothing. God can create something out of nothing. God can take your messed up life and make something awesome out of it. If you will just give it to Him this morning. With every head bowed, every eye closed right now. Here we go. I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. Three, go ahead and lift your hand up high. God bless you. Don't be shy. Just lift your hand up right now. All over this place, in the various campuses, you say, Pastor, God bless you. I see that hand. Just keep your hands uplifted. God bless you, sir. Wonderful. Just keep your hands uplifted. 
That's great. Over the campuses in Galway, lift your hands up high. I'm going to get somebody just to come and pray with you. That's all. That's all there is. That's all there is. They're going to pray with you. And we're going to pray right now, right across the campuses, all right? I want everybody across the four campuses to pray this prayer. Would you say after me, Heavenly Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name. Just as I am, and I am responding to your love, your grace, your mercy. I do believe that you can take nothing and make something out of my nothing. I give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you my everything. And in return, I receive your love, your forgiveness. I receive eternal life. Right now, Jesus, with my heart I believe and with my mouth I confess that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and I belong to you, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Now, we're going to hand back to the various campuses right now. Family, can we give all the campuses a big God bless you, all the campus pastors. Come on. Come on. Let's put our hands together. <laughs> Praise God. Those of you that prayed that prayer, uh, we're just going to get you to fill out a card, okay? The guys are there. The rest of us, let's stand up this morning if we can. Tonight, five o'clock, we're going to continue, and we have a whole lot of promises that you can ex nilo. You can speak out of your mouth and speak those promises. Come on, that you can, out of nothing, you can create something. Hallelujah. Something that will glorify God. Something that will create the life of God. Something that will re re release the hope of God. Can you say amen? amen? I want us to join hands right across the aisles right now. Lord, I want to thank you for every single person. I thank you for the spirit of faith. I thank you for a faith people that have a faith covenant with a faith God. And because we are a faith people, Lord, I thank you that nothing is impossible. That we are still living in the days of signs, wonders, and miracles. That even when we are surrounded by nothing, we can create something out of nothing. We can speak words. We can release the Word of God mixed with faith that comes from our hearts. That we can have whatever we say. And we choose this morning to speak life and blessing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. How many of you, just, how many of you are ready to speak life and speak blessing this morning? Amen. All right. Be blessed.